Ladies and gentlemen, Crystal Clear Industries, in association with Rhinestone Radio Podcasts, is proud to present Old Hollywood Realness. Brought to you in vibrant podcastoscope for your listening pleasure. Join your hosts Kathleen Null and Philip Estrada as they recap Hollywood's dazzling darlings one film at a time. And now, please sit back, relax, and enjoy the program. Your, my, your mic thing is right in front of your face. I, I can't see it. No, I'm, I'm trying. I got logistics. Hold on. Let me adjust my super cool hippy dippy wooden heart uh, phone holder. There we go. Okay. Let's not put this in the podcast. That's oh, fine. Okay. Hey, y'all. It's craft time with Kathleen. Here's Hi, your guys. little super duper wooden hippy. Uh, phone holder with a groove in. it's a piece of wood with a groove in it but you know what it works it works so well i mean it's a small thing sometimes you guys it is yeah oh my god Ooh, this is a late one we're recording this late at night it's it's old hollywood realness after dark yes. <laughs> coming in coming at you at 10 p.m five after that uh, top of the hour at 10 p.m On this a one Friday goes out to night. a this one goes out to a special lady are you that special lady? Am I that special lady? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Hi, guys. Hello. <laughs> Welcome back to Old Hollywood Realness, the podcast yes. dedicated to the glitz and glamour of Tinseltown's golden era. Welcome back. <laughs> Have you been, Kathleen? Oh, I threw glitter, but nobody saw it but me. It's Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she's gone full rip taylor everybody <laughs> love it rip taylor in my mind oh my god better keep it in there deep inside <laughs> <laughs> you should be so lucky oh, god is he still with us i I'm sad I don't know right now. You know what? Let's just have a moment of silence for Rip Taylor, regardless of whether or not he's dead. <laughs> Sir, your random throwing of glitter has given us joy through the years, through our lifetime. I love we it. We salute you. <laughs> now he's gotten into, like, in the later years, he was ripping off his toupee. Yeah. <laughs> With glitter in the toupee, he just rips it off and then continues to throw glitter from the toupee. It's pretty amazing. <laughs> All right, guys. So let's get to let's get to our um our show because that's why yes. y'all are here, right? Welcome back. Okay. We're here with another installment of our sexy sailor summer series. Mm-hmm. Toot toot. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Tonight we're talking about the pirate. It's from 1948. Yes. <laughs> Yes. Wow. Um, this is, wow. This movie is a doozy. Oh it, my god. It it really was. I'm I'm actually really super jazzed to talk about this movie. Oh my god. Are you kidding me? Wow. I mean, this movie was this. I what's what's your history with this gem, Kathleen? Um, honestly, I had never seen this movie before. The only thing I had seen were stills of um the 
the one I guess it's like sort of the Makoko the pirate imagination scene that uh, uh, sorry the Judy Garland has where um, Gene Kelly is wearing uh, shorts. (laughs) 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 Hey, just uh, thighs. Gene Kelly's thighs, and so I feel like I've always known this movie is called. It's called Gene Kelly's Thighs. I just, <laughs> and it's an homage to this beautiful, beautiful man. Oh my God, that's what oh, they did. It was. I it did. Just can't even. I mean, apparently, so that's all from, I know. <laughs> from the reading that I just made up, this movie did have a parenthetical title. It was The Pirate colon Gene Kelly's Thighs, oh. but they ended up dropping it because they felt it was a little gratuitous. Well, this is validating because that's exactly <laughs> how I feel. Uh, just there. So I just remember seeing stills from this movie because I really, I mainly knew Gene, Gene Kelly through Singing in the Rain. And to me, mm-hmm. he's very, he's very chaste in that movie. I, to me, oh, yeah. and then and then and, you know you don't see anything, and then all of a sudden I'm like, what 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 is going on? And you I have know. a you have a wait you have a mustache and you mm-hmm. have short, very very short shorts, and <laughs> <laughs> and the most beautiful legs I've ever seen on a man. Uh, man and get out then, of here. And then and then the rest of the movie continues to wear very high waisted, very flattering pants. Who mm-hmm. he did he have a like a, a special pants stylist because I swear <laughs> <laughs> I mean him in in anchors away and in this movie it's like was there like an MGM man pant tailor because their asses looked so good in these pants and uh, <laughs> uh, it, and he's just a yeah he's I know this is this is all very. Uh, wrong for me to say but man he's he's so good looking in this movie (laughs) (laughs) i know it's i know it's very sexist but i kind of don't care yeah i mean that's what we're here for (laughs) anyway i'm sorry what i'm just gonna fan myself with the i'm just hold on what was this i have a spanish fan (laughs) Just gonna, uh, okay, Mr. Estrada. How do you know this movie? <laughs> well, while Senorita Kathleen Null is fanning herself and cooling down, um, I actually ha- I knew this movie from my um, again from my summer of musicals when I was in first year of college and working my way through college in the movie video store. So this was part of that series of musicals that I saw. And I remember watching it and just being like, well, that certainly was a movie. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, it had everything. Yeah. <laughs> it had Gene Kelly and teeny tiny pants. It had, um, Judy Garland throwing herself all over the place, uh, like writhing around and like just clawing at her own clothes during Mm -hmm. a hypnosis scene. It had um, her being wanting to be carried away by a pirate Mm -hmm. who she'd never met. She had fallen in love with a a fictitious, somewhat legendary fictitious pirate. And like, it was just like, there was so much. And the costumes in this movie were pretty amazing. Like, and so I those are are the things that I remember. Yeah. That's okay. what I remember from this movie. Cool. So that's my history from it. Yeah. Well, so. you know, it's, Whew, what, it's uh, what you're saying is like um, how I felt like when I when I very when I first watched it all the way through a couple weeks ago. Uh, that's mm-hmm. exactly. I was like, 
you're, I was like, well, that that was a movie. Yes, that <laughs> was. Uh, I, it was a lot to digest. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It was that like certainly was a movie. It, it was. There was a lot going on. It was. Um, and I I remember like talking to my mom about it on the phone, and and I was like, this movie was beautiful and uncomfortable at the same time. That's the best way Very to break much it down. So. Yes. There's so mm-hmm. much like it's such an interesting story. Just yeah. an, there's interesting stuff happening in this movie where you're like I'm not sure how I feel about this yes yes I was so let's quickly run through some of the facts of the sure so we're talking about the pirate it's 1948 it's from MGM um our main stars are Judy Garland she plays Manuela uh the lovely Spanish lady (laughs) Judy Garland, clearly. Um, Gene Kelly plays Seraphin, who is um, sort of a traveling acrobat slash uh, musical. He was like sort of evolved vaudeville, but for the Caribbean. Yes. And um, so Walter Slezak plays Don Pedro, um, also a.k.a. Makoko Mac the Black. Spoiler mm-hmm. alert. Um and I also love that everyone says spoiler alert after they say what they what they're spoiling, so it doesn't really work. Um, but anyhow, moving past that. <laughs> <laughs> so Gladys Cooper plays Aunt Inez, and Lester Allen plays Uncle Capucho. I feel like I want to highlight Uncle Capucho because he was one of my favorite things in this movie. Yes, yes, he was. <laughs> he was like. And he was serving some looks. Okay. He, what, you know what he was serving was pulling focus realness. Because yes. I could not pay attention to anything else on the screen. Because I was just like, is that a tiny lesbian? Like, in the corner of this film? I was like, what is going on with that tiny wee man who totally looks like a lady in drag? Who's smoking <laughs> all the time. Like, constantly yes. smoking a cigar. It's so good. Oh. oh, my God. More on him later. Um, <laughs> the director of this film is Mr. Um, Mrs. Uh, Mr. Judy Garland himself, Vincent Minnelli. Um, Word. And the, I know, right? Uh, and the costumes were designed by Tom Kyog. I'm not K-E-O-G-H for those hmm. who want to, um, to Google him more. He apparently... Did a lot of he actually did the costumes. Um, it worked on the costumes for the original Broadway production, which was oh. a, which was a play. Because um, mm-hmm. according to some of the reading that you had pulled from the IMDb, when they uh, when so apparently after filming um, Meet Me in St. Louis, Judy and Vincent ran off to New York to try and chill out a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then they became enamored with the play. And then they re- then they um, contacted people at MGM and was like, we need to buy this property. But it turns out they already owned it. So it, they were just trying to figure out how to make it work for them. And um, it was funny because what was happening? So Manelli, so basically what is it says is returning to Culver City, Manelli hired bringing Barbara Kurinskina, Kurinska to Hollywood to execute the du- and duplicate all of the original play's costumes. So Karenskine, Karenska, so Barbara Karenska mm-hmm. and um, Tom Kyo. Is it Ku or Ko? I can't, I don't know sure how to pronounce it. It's like one of those Gaelic names. K-E-O-G-H. I think it's Ko. Kyo, maybe. Kyo. Kyo. Yeah, Kyo. Um, let's go with Kyo. 
<laughs> um, correct us later, I'm sure, but it's all good. <laughs> um, so he and um, Barbara Karenska did all the costumes for the Broadway production for the play, and they loved him so much that they brought them on to do the movie. But apparently, um, Ke- um, Tom Keogh actually did all the costumes for the movie. So, yeah. and he went buck wild on this movie. Like this, oh, they I mean, are like, huh. amazing. I mean, Banana Cracker is amazing. Loved the costumes of this movie. Because I, the I, first I time them. I had seen it. Yeah. The first time I'd seen it, it was probably on a 19-inch TV. And it was like <laughs> a, like a tube TV. So it wasn't the best. Um, you know, it was like a VACR or whatever. So it wasn't uh-huh. the best viewing of it. And then seeing it now, digital, you know, digital on a like a big TV that's LCD and all this. You're just, the detail and stuff on these costumes are ridiculous. Like I didn't Amazing. realize half the stuff that was going on. Like those long kind of like weird net kind of like tube hats that like are like oh my gosh the headdresses were fantastic and uh, i would say this is i mean like just the extras the extras Mm, were exquisite i mean i just everything everything in this movie was a feast for the eyes costume wise the color palette the, the yeah. just everything everyone had a hat everything everything was perfect really like everyone totally. had some kind of hat or a headdress and was done up and it was very um racially mixed i mm-hmm. mean when you see the extras and the people singing and everything about it and i, I guess they're trying to create like a caribbean sea or village or island or is it spain yeah like uh <laughs> it was well it's caribbean it was the they're in the village of calvados and then they eventually uh travel off to the neighboring port town which was called port sebastian yeah. so they're in the caribbean but it's clearly like a spanish um colony yeah like one of the yeah. during that the colonization period or the imperialistic pa- stage of mm-hmm. what was happening in the um that period for better or for worse. I mean, um, it was it was beautiful and exaggerated in a way that almost oh again made it look God. almost like a Disney cartoon. Like in some totally. of the scenes and stuff, the way they were doing things, it was it was it was beautiful. And um uh, yeah, I I I I think this movie too, like when I first moved again, it's like for on first watch, it was like that that's a movie. I was like, well, what did I just watch? <laughs> um but then I, I I watched it a few more times and I really um, also combined with some documentaries on Judy Garland and then mm-hmm. that one I just showed you about like the making yeah. of that movie and uh, just gaining a deeper understanding about the movie itself made a lot more of it make sense to me like just so. just in the whole thing then it became quite fascinating now I'm like I'm I'm pretty I have a lot of respect for it of course but like now I'm like I'm really fascinated with the story behind this movie it's oh my god crazy yeah. it was so cool <laughs> Very I mean, cool. it's it's a very interesting looking movie, which is mm-hmm. really cool. I love that. Um, yeah, that's yeah. very very cool to see. Just how much I don't know. It's the 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 whole design of it's so interesting, and also it's an interesting mm-hmm. period for clothing too, because super it's, interesting, super yeah, weird 18, and wacky. Eighteen thirty. Thirty, which is an interesting time period for clothes, because you got those big old gigo sleeves mm-hmm. and. It's like they're kind of like the bell-shaped skirts with yep. the like. Kind but of on top of that, they're putting that like tropical sort mm-hmm. of like island realness, and I love it how it's like no women wouldn't have had big hair; they would have had their hair up all the time in like hair wraps. 
And yeah. like, and I just love that. And it wasn't just limited to pe- women who weren't white. Like the white women had these big elaborate hair wraps and things and earrings and makeup. And I just loved it. It just, oh my God. It, and, and the way, like, I love the shorter skirts. Everything was like ankle length with the little tiny ballet yeah. shoes. And they really did look like etchings and sketches and stuff from that time period, which were I mean, I think they did a really good job. I think they did a really, really, really good job, really like did. trying to make it historical, like keeping that the palette and and the silhouettes of that time. Yeah, it's such a cute. It's such a. It's actually really kind of like a a whimsical period oh, too, because it's super whimsy. Whimsy. Yeah. I mean, sure. just the way that because those bell skirts that like kind of they great they don't graze the ground at all. They like yep. you're saying they're ankle length. So the way that the women walk in them, it's very it's almost very like ballerina esque where Super they ballerina. take short like pointy steps and then the skirt <laughs> kind of like sways over them like a bell. It's really just yep. it's adorable. It's really and everything's like off adorable. the shoulder, but then when these mm-hmm. like gigantic sleeves and then like long fitted sleeves that go over the hand. And then, uh-huh. and then, like hairstyles that are super whimsical, borderline derpy, but like super whimsical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Where yeah. you're just like, like even like the oh my god. And I just love Inez, like Auntie Inez. Like oh. she's like the ultimate glamour bitty. I just oh, love her. I love her was. wardrobe, and I love her weird like bow mantilla hats that she has. Oh, god, she is brilliant. <laughs> it's so funny because when I was watching this too, I was like, wait a second, she. She looked vaguely familiar to me, and it turns out she is. She also she's more famous for playing Mrs. Higgins in My Fair Lady. So remember at the end, like yeah, like uh, Henry's mother. Mm -hmm. You see her in the Ascot scene, and then later at the end, where um, you know Audrey's in that amazing pink gown and in the um in the solarium and stuff, and she's like right, okay. So that's what she's most famous for. But she has those amazing, oh, God. Her Uh, her, first look where she comes in with that top hat and it's like forest green. She's amazing. Just (laughs) head to toe in gorgeous beads and bubbles. I love that you had to stop yourself from saying shut up. No, because it's true. But seriously, it's like she has the most glamour. She is serving the most glamour through this whole movie. Whole movie. So good. Um, <laughs> yes. So she has, and I love that her that outfit too. Just before we get into the storyline of this mm-hmm. movie, but it's like it's like forest green. It's like a deep, deep emerald green, and then it's all like black detailing on it. So it's super duper subtle. And yes. I didn't even notice most. So it's like you. It would have been made. That was like that costume was made specifically to be seen on the big screen because oh totally. You, on, like when I saw this on video back in the early t- early aughts, mm-hmm. I didn't. I didn't know. I just assumed it was all black. And then she wears a burgundy gown later that, again, would have just looked like all burgundy. But there's so much black work on it that you wouldn't have noticed it until you saw it in the theater. It's so true. There's so much texture and detail. And she she wears the most of it at once all the time. But but everybody, everybody has such beautiful, the costumes are truly beautiful. There's like cartridge pleating and smocking and piping and covered buttons and, you know, beaded fringe and everything is so subtle and layered and just layered and layered and there's layers of lace and, oh, and Mm -hmm, beading and it's it's gorgeous. It's super gorgeous. scalloping and pointy, like Mm -hmm. scalloping or like using, like doing like V, like those 
triangle as a fabric like little van edging. dyke edging yeah. yes i know it's Ugh. oh it's gorgeous and totally appropriate for the time like 1830s like in that time like if you look at like things that would have been the style and the and things from that time it's like more is more with the trims like mm -hmm. and 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 just layers of that and look at pieces in museums like the sleeves really were that big and then the yeah. skirts really were that short there was this brief time period I mean, it kind of even, it of course, makes sense for where they are, but even more so, that was the fashion. Was yeah. at that time, like skirts got weirdly short, and then they came back down again. But this was this brief period where things were like super whimsical, and the hair was crazy whimsical. And Judy's hair was amazing mm. in this movie. <laughs> amazing. I mean, you want to know um, how to put a necklace in your hair? Watch this movie because she's Jesus, got some amazing, like draped this, like, jewelry in there. Oh, those oh, forehead necklaces. So good. So good. Oh, and it God. matched, like matching earrings to the oh matching forehead. <laughs> that coral, the coral thing was just oh, amazing. That coral number was en plant. <laughs> like, it was, was so good. Killing it. it was yes. so amazing. Oh. oh, my God. That was one of my... It was Girl. just rich. Everything looks rich. You can see the velvets, and then you can see the gathers and the pleatings and the cartridge pleatings. And then, I, so yeah, good. that beautiful sashing. She looked like something out of a cartoon, like out of a Disney oh. cartoon. With where yes, how it like coiled totally. down one I arm. It. I and also she's love that in her wedding so gown. So cute. <laughs> she is adorable. Oh, her wedding gown. But yeah. I love too that. I love her wedding gown, but I also, which. I think it's amazing because they even like name check. They say that it comes from the, the Maison Worth in Paris, which is the House of Worth. We would have been yes. the biggest deal of that time period. But um, did not exist until like 50 years after this movie took right. place. Right. So it's historically we noticed. Accurate, we but... noticed. It's okay. We have to quibble. This is what That's we do. That's okay. This is sort but of But I thought it do. was, I, I love that they, whoever, whoever wrote it was like, oh, well, we have to at least make sure that they know that the, the guy that she's going to marry, Don Pedro, is got comes from that in cash monties because mm -hmm. oh yeah, he, that's right because yeah because he's got he's gonna get your your wedding gown from worth and yeah that's, that's expensive his stuff was like thousands of dollars back in like 1800 like it was not cheap yeah. So I just love that. So and then yeah. I also love that her hair was in those buns that made her look like she had mouse ears, which I think is kind of a so was cute. kind of a funny way of doing it where it's like she kind of didn't want to get married, so she felt like an idiot. Mm -hmm. And I think that her hair kind of like it, it kind of in a way expressed that where she, it was almost like the ridiculousness of this wedding. May yep. it was mirrored in the ridiculousness of her hair. Yeah. Which I thought was And I actually really love the scene where they're genius. doing this the silhouette and she's like yeah. she's <laughs> She's doing the silhouette and like, and they're drawing. And he's like, just one more. And she's like, and she turns, she's like, oh, thank you. And she's like, don't turn. And then the grandma's like, maybe some flowers. And they like, come, <laughs> and then the flowers kind of come in. And then the other guy's kind of behind her. That was again, like such a moment, like, like almost something from a Disney movie where you're, you're like trying to do this nice silhouette and people just keep crowding in on you. And like, <laughs> I thought that was real, a really funny bit. <laughs> there was some good bits in this movie. Also, oh. Oh I would love to see the part where, <laughs> where the part where Manuela Judy she does that like death drop faint. <laughs> I want that on a seamless gif, seamless gif because that was hilarious. Oh my god! <laughs> she nailed. Like that's the thing is, there's definitely parts of this movie where I'm like, I'm 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 gonna be honest, I'm uncomfortable because it looks like she's 
really, really tra- trying hard to wing it through some things. Like it doesn't yeah. feel right. It yes. feels disjointed. But then there's other moments where I'm like, oh man, you are really, really funny. So it's like, yeah. it's all over the place. It is. This would have been like, so this apparently 1948 would have been kind of like the beginning of all of her troubles. Like, so. Oh, yeah. I mean, was she was kind of. She was at her. She was running on fumes at this point. Yeah. And that's the thing I mean, is like watching those. Like, I got a greater understanding of who she was at that time. And it almost makes me feel guilty for even watching it in some way. Because mm-hmm. I'm just like, Ugh, this is not. I'm watching someone who is not well. You know, and I know that we're like we're here to talk about costumes and the looks. And believe me, this this movie serves it up. But I have to address because this is our first Judy Garland movie. We're jumping. This is this is our first Judy Garland movie. And honestly, though, too, it's like she. It is about it's about the people who make these movies too. So it's not just the costumes. So think about this. She was 26 years old when she made this movie. She was born in 1922. This is 1948. Unbelievable. 26 years old, and she had already filmed like. Good God! I don't even know how many. They said she that she she'd been this. working since she was two was, at this point. Right, she was in vaudeville. Non-stop. Her mom had propped her up on stage when she was two years old, and she was singing yeah. from from jump. So like, she was yeah. you know in uppers, yep. uppers and downers, uppers and downers every day. Every day, she, she had just had Liza. Um, mm-hmm. She was she did have postpartum, but also um, but beyond that, she, this was the first child. Basically, she was sort of allowed to keep. She originally did get pregnant and she was forced to have an abortion in the early 40s with her first husband because it was like, no, this doesn't work for our schedule. And oh, and she yeah. so she's really, you know, and then and then she's finally having a baby. But then she has to go right back to work and yep. right back onto this and like literally no break, no let up, no nothing. Yeah, I would have lost and, my goddamn mind. And then just the, the pressure, the, yeah. the absolute pressure of having to do this. But 26, I mean, I look at her and I'm like, this is not a woman who's 26 years old. Also, not a woman who's 4'11". That's somebody who she carries her. It's like a hard for me to believe. There are definitely a lot of scenes where she seems so tiny and small. And then other times where I'm just like, that voice comes out of somebody who's 4'11". Jesus Christ. She, I mean, I could could wax poetic about Judy Garland. Yeah, I mean, it still gives me goosebumps to to listen to. Oh, she... and, and also, sorry, just real quick, that whole voodoo scene, I guess, that was Ugh. deleted. I read all, yeah. like, reading all about that was interesting. Did you listen to that song? It's on YouTube. I, I tried listening to some of it. I, pro- I probably should give another listen to it. But it is, oh, like, it's a slow build. Like, it it uh, is first... interesting. But, yeah if, yeah, if you listen to it and just sort of, like, what I did. First, I listened to it. Somebody did sort of a YouTube montage, and I kind of tried to do that. But I'd listened to it a second time, just, just sort of staring off into space and kind of a man. No, like after, cause after watching the movie a few times and knowing what I know about the movie, I sort oh, of right, did yeah. that. And then like, after all that sort of digested, then I listened to that song again and I really kind of thought, and just knowing that that was the second biggest number in the movie that yep. was, you know, and knowing where it was supposed to be. And then the fact that it was cut, how many changes had to happen to the movie because it was cut um, and then just what it was supposed to involve, I'm just like, damn, I fucking wish I could have seen that, you know. But I it's know. a, it made the, it made the song even more interesting. And her voice and the way she uses it, I've never heard anything yeah. like it. From, from yeah, from she has such an interesting voice when yeah. she sings, which I love. I love her. But apparent, yeah. So there was, so there's the voodoo number, which was supposed to be 
sung when she's under hypnosis, but mm-hmm. they changed it with the song Mac the Black. And um, yeah, apparently she, like from that, even that documentary, they were saying that she was kind of like, it was a weird day for her to be recording yeah. or for, to filming that. And she was yeah. like, like it was like really, really super sexual and like super, she was like yeah. slithering around and like throwing herself all over the guys and stuff. And they were, and my, Louis B. Mayer was like, nope. Yeah. <laughs> and he had the negatives destroyed, which is kind of like a, such a rash decision to do those. I think it's a very it's like, rash decision. It's short sighted at the very least. It's short sighted. I hold out that, that hope that somewhere, someone, someone's great grandpa was like a sort of one of the film editors from back then. And, and he's, has, he's, has like a secret stash and maybe we'll find oh it before God. it gets, you know, eaten up by the sunshine or something. But yeah, I know. I, I mean, they, they get uncovered here and there all the time. I, I always hold yeah. out hope. I do so. too. Because oh I'm just God, so curious happened. to know what it would have looked like, and just the choreo. I just, I, I'm, I just want to know, and like, also too, like, just it seems like it, it seems like that number was such an integral part of the the movie, and then or, or the story itself, and then, mm-hmm. you know, like I just knowing about that and hearing the song, I'm like, this is why the movie in that way feels so disjointed. I can see yeah. where if this was incorporated more, we would feel Manuela was Manuela was more of a sexual being because otherwise she just mm-hmm. seems so weird and kerfuffled and awkward and then the most yeah. the most erotic number is the nina number which is fucking cute as hell oh but, my god the nina oh my god. number oh, is Jesus so good Christ. oh i mean mr oh. gene kelly at god his finest dude can we good talk okay, let's just fucking talk about Ooh. nina for a okay, second okay just let me get my fan because <laughs> seriously okay I hope my mother you never like, listens to this, but I I'm mean, just going to tell you right now because I never, I want to fuck Gene Kelly because of this. <laughs> like, he is so cute in this movie. Oh my God. Please edit that out. He is we so cute. We don't have an editor movie. anymore. Fuck. All right. Well, but no, no, no. Because, because in Singing the Rain, not really into him. I was always into Donald O'Connor in that movie, but there's oh, something yeah, about him and the pirate where I'm just like, Mr. Kelly. What have you done to me? <laughs> it's your, it's not the mustache. I don't know. I think it's just the well-fitting pants. I'm oh, really <laughs> it's just that number where he literally oh my makes, god, he's uh, ridiculous. I mean, he, makes out with literally half the town it's ridiculous and they're all into it which i'm just like wow ladies yeah go for it can we talk about that one lady where he snatches the cigarette out of her mouth yes and he does the weird cigarette wait 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 no no wait (laughs) he snatches the cigarette out of his mouth puts the cigarette in his mouth tongues the cigarette into his mouth kisses her on the lips Puts takes the, like tongues it back out of his yep. mouth and then blows smoke in the bitch's face. Yep, like not a word is said. I think the only uh, thing I've ever seen anything close to this was in Greece too. Um, there was <laughs> <laughs> um, the lead T-bird guy, naturally. like like he tongued his cigarette and like put it back in his mouth, but he did not kiss somebody and then put it back out. He, he just and then blow smoke moment. in the yeah. face. No, no. In fact, yeah, no, it didn't happen. I think the first time I watched that, I was like on like this last viewing and I saw him and I was like, oh, oh, oh. And then he blew smoke <laughs> in the, right in that girl's face. And I was like, whoa, I know. <laughs> what are you doing? I know. You're like, oh, oh, he's man. like, oh, sexy. Then immediate disrespect. <laughs> I have s- I, I'm so damaged that I find this person attractive. In this number. <laughs> 
<laughs> so amazing. Oh, my God. Ugh. Oh, man. But I do love his vest and, like, the, like, uh, like almost like the rainbow, like, cravat tie that's, like, oh, tucked yeah. in the buttons is fucking adorable. So, in- so, so awesome. The co- you know what? The costumes in this movie are bananas. Bananas. And I, th- I think what's really good about them, too, is, is that the costume designer clearly comes from a theater background and is doing, like, a theater thing because they don't really make too much sense. And it's almost like he's kind of, like, cherry-picking the best of the best from that period. Yeah. And kind of just kind of letting the chips fall where they may. Yeah. He's playing, he's playing to the cheap seats with these costumes, and it's it works so well because this is kind of this movie's uh, this movie's a parody of pirate movies. It's super, it's like a how, super duper pair. It's very ridiculous. Uh, they're trying, yeah. I feel like they're really trying. It's almost like they're trying too hard to be tongue in cheek. It's yeah. Okay. This is going to sound, uh, it's like if, if a whole bunch of actors get together and all they do is hang out with each other and then they do their own play, uh, it's like they're the only ones who think it's like super duper funny. And yes, it like is it's, very funny and it's very brilliant. Yeah. It's really great. But it's almost the, like too, it's like too in. It's a little people. inside baseball. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. It's a little, it's a little too It's where inside. you're like, um, um, okay. Yeah. But but I mean, I, I love it. I can appreciate it. It took me a couple times to watch it. I also do think... Like when we watch that documentary, the whole thing idea is like, is this movie ahead of its time? Yes, I do think it is ahead of its time, I considering so. when it was done. I mean, obviously, like Louis B. Mayer, like I think that I feel like this was also at a time when it's like, you know, the times were changing. MGM mm-hmm. was changing and it was getting more even just the fact that they had an integrated cast of extras and they really yeah. did do all, like that was very um and 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 you know people with speaking parts and like you know the Nicholas brothers and and like having that oh, in there the like Brothers you know but then also then like the idea of just Judy Garland even being sexy but not just sexy but sexy in a movie that doesn't just have white people in it you know it's like yeah. I think he kind of like lost his mind and he was just like you know like you I cannot like right you, you cannot think, do this <laughs> yeah I think this movie was stylized a little bit in a way that wasn't kind of like they didn't they weren't allowed to kind of go there far enough like i think yes. if they were able to let judy be a more sexual character it would have yeah. worked a little bit better it would have made sense but yeah. i think like they, they cut that voodoo number they, like i yeah, want to see the, think, i'm like if, where was the i think if the voodoo number was in there it would have made a bit more sense as to kind of what was going on with the whole movie right. itself but they took out these things that i think added to that parody that added to that you know, cartoonishness of it. And so you're just kind of like, what am I watching? Like, what yeah. am I, what am I doing here? Meanwhile, everybody looks beautiful. Like oh, the extras so and seriously, the extras look amazing and the color palette. And, and just, if you it just look at the act, like everybody is equally dressed in quality as the leads. Everyone so looks amazing. amazing. And, um, and yeah. So. Well, before we get too deep in, well, before we get yeah. any more deep <laughs> too late. into um, the discussion of the costumes and stuff, let's just, I'll just run through the story oh, right. real fast. Please jump in wherever you feel necessary. All right. Okay. So um, as we were saying, so Judy Garland plays Manuela and she lives in a Caribbean village mm-hmm. with her auntie Nez, Gladys Cooper, and her uncle Capucho, Lester Allen, who again is a Amer- and an, um you know, a national treasure. Yes. Um, Manuela is obsessed with this pirate named Mac the Black, Makoko. And um, she wants nothing more to be ca- 
carried away into a life of adventure, which I think is interesting because I don't think she's taking into the consideration how fond of rape pirates are. Yeah. They seem to be kind of into that. Well, <laughs> I mean, it starts with her with her sort of pretending to read a book with no words and there's just yes. pictures and she's running her yeah. hands over them like it's Braille. So, yeah, we're not... <laughs> We may not be dealing with the brightest crayon in the box. We don't know. We don't know. It's true. There's even that one little photo, the one little drawing where he's like, he's like, Mac the Black is carrying two women. Oh my God. Like yeah. Corsets and bloomers and another Super one is tied rapey. to the mast, which I'm like, I don't think you realize what you're, what you're getting yourself into there, man. Yeah. Yeah. Um, is this so, your life goal? <laughs> yeah. What? She's 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 one of those. It's like when um, it's just like when like a super rich white girl wants to run off with like a, the hell's the angels. bad boy. Yeah, yeah. she's exactly. like I want to join a biker gang of the hell's angels. I'm like, you do realize that meth is pretty high on their list of to dos. Right. <laughs> um. Okay, so her auntie Inez um, rushes in and announces that she found a husband for her and that this guy is m- the mayor, Don Pedro, played mm-hmm. by um, Walter Slezak. Uh, and so he, it's then when they meet, he she realizes that um, it's a bit of a bummer because Don Pedro wants nothing more to than to hang out at home and kick up his heels because he's done with yes. adventure and traveling. Yeah. Um, which is not what Manuela wanted. So. No. Um, so Manuela ends up convincing her aunt Inez to let her go to Port Sebastian to pick up her wedding gown um, from the House of Worth, which um, 40, 50 years from the future. So yes, they that's right. put it in a crate and then it traveled through time. <laughs> thank thank, thank you for pointing that out. Thank you. This is very important. <laughs> this is important. <laughs> I mean, you know, yeah. timelines, who cares? <laughs> Dates and things. Timelines, schmeinlines. <laughs> um so meanwhile, while um, her wedding gown is arriving, a circus rolls into town on on the boat, and um, it's led by that dude named Seraphin, mm-hmm. who is played by Gene Kelly. And Seraphin's basically like the de facto ringleader of this joint. Yes. And so, um, he, and then he immediately falls in love with Manuela upon first sight, and he mm-hmm. also falls in love with everybody else in the town at first sight too. But well, since Manuela first was, the it was last everybody one else, he saw. In the th- exactly, she was the last one he saw. Yeah. yeah. So he's like, oh, okay, I'm in love with you now. <laughs> um, and, Manuela's, and of course Manuela's like um nah bitch I'm yep. getting married tomorrow and, and so he's got she, cash money so what do you yes. got yeah and he's like super creepy too he's super creepy in the beginning when he first meets her it's like what are you doing he like stares yeah. at her all along and shit like circling yeah. around her he like stalks she's a her pork... well he kind of looks at her like she's a pork chop pretty much um so um, that night, still in town, so still in the port, Manuela couldn't can't sleep because there's a raucous circus going on outside of her window. So she eventually gives in and goes um, out to see Seraphin perform. And then when Seraphin realizes she's in the audience, he decides to do a hypnosis trick, which ends up hypnotizing Manuela. And he wants to basically his whole ploy is to get her to admit that she's in love with mm-hmm. him. And when she finally does express who she's in love with, she goes off the deep end and announces how much she's in love with Mac the Black the pirate Makoko yeah and she performs the Mac the Black number which is amazing mm-hmm. um, and then at the end Manuela is released from her trance and she um, and with a kiss from Seraphin yeah 
and she's runs rushes off with embarrassment not and not actually aware that she did that whole number so she doesn't remember this right um so manuela and Inez, Inez turn return home for the wedding the next day and seraphin and his posse show up to their town to pursue her because you know he's that kind of guy um he's not going to give up so easy and so he ends up to, so she locks herself into in her room, and Seraphin ends up tightrope walking across the square into her, um, right onto her balcony, where she is there in her wedding gown. Yes, it's her wedding day, you know. Because yeah. oh, and also when when he hypnotized her, he asked her what her name was, and mm. if you know, and that's when he finds out, and then where she lives. So oh, right. and he, he knew that she was getting married within the week. I yeah. only figured this out like watching this like a few times, but yeah, there's yeah. this story layered in. Yeah, so He's he gets all the information. Her. He he gets all that information. I should be uh, mad at him, but he's got such a handsome face <laughs> and a creepy little mustache to oh, go with. Oh god, the mustache can go. But yes. yes. <laughs> so. That while that is all happening, Inez is like rushing off with um, rushing off to find the mayor, Don Pedro, and she returns with him, and he's there to defend his honor against mm-hmm. Seraphin. And so Don Pedro goes after Seraphin with a bullwhip, and he's all screaming and getting angry. And this is when Seraphin realizes that he recognizes the voice, and that it's Makoko Mac the Black. <laughs> um, that. When he screams Makoko, it's a little unnerving. It is a little unnerving. <laughs> I'm like, whoa, it's, that just yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. This is where you're like, that that was a movie. Oh, yes. Um, so it turns out that Mac the Black basically had um, attacked Seraph, a, sh- a ship Seraphin was on, and threw him overboard and left him for dead. So what happened was, <laughs> is that <laughs> Mac the Black, at some point before this movie decided I'm done being a pirate. Yes. I'm going to go live like a normal person. Right. And I'm going to run for mayor and public office. And, and it, it like mayor. suddenly meant a lot to him. And so he's him taking this be, very seriously. Yeah. Like he, he so wants he, to he, put all this away. And uh, I mean, I always speaking like maybe, maybe two years ago, he looked like Gene Kelly. And so now we can't <laughs> do it no more. So, <laughs> I'm Maybe. just saying, and then he's like, "My so pirating like, days yeah. are behind me." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my looks have faded. I've gained a few pounds. Yeah. it's time to hang up the old sword. He's like, "Look how and- sweaty I am." <laughs> Please, but yeah, I think that's what it is. It's like he's retired. He really wants to make a go of like being a corrupt politician versus a corrupt sailor, and so you know he's. And, and so he, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he just wants to have his perfect little wife that he can like dress up like a doll and and you know uh, keep oh keep like a gilded a bird in a gilded cage. And um, let's face it, um, she does look like the feminine ideal from that time. She is mm-hmm. teeny tiny. She has tiny hands and feet and giant eyes, <laughs> and she's very she's tiny. And, I just yeah. love the idea of a retired pirate where he's just like, you know yeah. what? I got to go see my, I got to go see my, um, I got to go see my 401k specialist. But it's like, but if you I've think about it, a lot of my, I've been putting a lot of gold for my treasures into my IRAs. <laughs> it's time for me to put up my heels and right. hang up the sword and like just coast into my golden years. <laughs> 
so what weird. pirate does that? The, the whole story is so disjointed on even how it's it works. It's a little strange. Um, so basically he's like, so he doesn't want Seraphin to blow his cover. So he allows Seraphin to do whatever he wants. So then what, what happens is, is that Seraphin ends up claiming that he's the pirate Makoko mm-hmm. because he knows that Manuela is in love with Mo- the idea of Makoko. So right. if he pretends to be Makoko, he can get some of that Manuela <laughs> bit, bits. Yeah. He wants to get into Manuela's pantaloons. Oh, gosh. So um, Manuela's like, um, a what yeah and then after a while she's like she sees him fight some guards outside and she's like maybe he is a pirate and then he does a dance around a donkey sitting on the ground and she's like he really is a pirate yeah and then it fades out (laughs) that was such a weird scene he's like i mean (laughs) you're pretty much saying it i mean like i don't know what to add to this point you're trying to recap but yeah that's that's it that's what happens jesus christ (laughs) <laughs> and then it fades into that the big dance number it's like the dance ballet yes. where Gene Kelly in his teeny tiny short pants are doing the dance number and it's a it's a dance number it's that a dance is number. like woo girl but he's like, like he's... cutting the ears off this other dancer they look like bunny ears but I guess they're donkey yeah. ears I don't know and then it's a weird it's like it's very theater it's, it's a very, very theater, theater where it like it's like things represent things and all of the it's so just it's it's a it's visually something yeah and so he's dancing I mean this is a big it's a big number and it's really it was. Kind of cool it was beautiful. Um, and uh, so he's dancing around, swinging swords and spinning them, and like cutting things, and explosions are happening, fires happening. It's yeah. bananas. Yeah. Um, yeah. Poles. So he's dancing with poles. poles. He's swinging down ropes. The and, important I thing mean, is his shorts look so amazing. I mean, and, his and they oiled him amazing. up. He is oiled up within an this inch is, of his life. You guys, this is like late 1940s. It's like 70 years ago. It's, <laughs> yes. it's, what? <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's very modern. It's just saying yes. it's quality. Yes. I mean, it's, it's it's I I'm stuttering. 48, y'all. This is crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's good yeah. stuff. It's I guess as stuff. somebody who like, cause like I didn't really even seen I had not even seen pictures of that him from the pirate until I was like, maybe like the last five or ten years, and all I really knew Gene Kelly from was like, you know, like he's singing in the rain and like just everything where he's basically has a lot of clothes on, and then as he's always like what? <laughs> a lot of clothes on. I was like, um, this. Is- what is going on here? <laughs> you're like, you're like, what? Xanadu's Gene I, Kelly? <laughs> oh, 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 yes. Oh, but I think God. he was in his prime. <laughs> oh, good Lord. Um, Philip, thoughts? <laughs> <laughs> well, Gene Kelly's thighs. Let's discuss. <laughs> yes. Well, let's just say I peddled a little when I saw them. Because, you know. You're like, really? <laughs> Yeah. We're like now, I gotta change my pants. <laughs> oh man, yeah. <laughs> oh my god. So, um, so that number eventually ends <laughs> after twenty minutes. I just okay. <laughs> yes, yeah, so you're just like whoa. 
I need some. I just need to like douse myself. It in was water. an homage to Gene Kelly's thighs. Yes, it was. Um, like we were saying, the pirate colon Gene Kelly's yes. thighs. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um. So this is when. Uh, so after that dance number, he hauls, he goes over and like hangs out in the mayor's house, um, making pirate style demands on the townspeople. And then he eventually demands that Manuela come to him, mm-hmm. come to him in air quotes. And so the town, ta- like Auntie Nez is like, oh God, no, this is terrible. She'll be a ruined woman and all this yeah. stuff. So the, and then the townspeople go and plead for Manuela to go to him, despite all of Auntie Nez's, um, you know, objections. Yes. And then Manuela is like yeah yeah i'll go i'll go i mean like i don't he's asked for me (laughs) yes that was a pretty good scene which is so good i actually really loved it was like a chocolate brown dress it almost because i thought at first it was black but it's not it's like a deep deep brown and the beautiful veil she wears with like all Mm. the deep trimming on the base of it oh god she looks beautiful and the asymmetrical and that, um, hair. Oh, love. Yes. That gown was so beautiful. It had that like kind of like tufted quilting sort mm-hmm. of thing on that. And it was like so beautiful. And that one girl was like, let me go instead. And she's like, he asked for me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But also she looked amazing too. Like again, just yeah. wearing one of those really cool like headdresses. And there were a lot of those where it was like mantillas. But then there were also like turbans that were like oddly yeah. like wired and shaped and um, and but everybody looks so artsy and beautiful. Yeah, it was like it was like they, they did the hair ramp and knotted it, and mm-hmm. they kept knotting it over and over again until it like stacked into this weird sculpture. It was, it, so it cool was beautiful because like they did um, that with the earrings and then like the strong red lip. Like every woman had a strong red lip. Mm-hmm. It was it was yeah. gorgeous. It was pretty amazing. <laughs> yeah. Um, so of course Manuela rushes over to um, the mayor's house to meet um, Seraphin, mm-hmm. um, posing as Makoko because she wanted to get that pirate booty. Yep. And um, when she arrives, S- S- one of Seraphin's cronies is like, "Oh, I'll go get Seraphin. You must be so excited because you know how you said you were so in love with Makoko." <laughs> and he's, she's like, "What?" And he's, the guy's like, "Oh yeah, you admitted it done under hypnosis. You don't remember?" And she's like. Right, hypnosis. Right, yeah, that's right. And then eventually she puts a two to two to two and two yep. together and realizes that Seraphin's been pulling a fast one over her and has been using the information he learned in his in her trance state to mm-hmm. kind of get the, the the information now he can use against her. So she pretends to be into him, and then after, um, then she ends up. Th- she she's into him for five seconds yes. just enough to get to get him to relax and then she ends up losing her shit and throws every single object in a room <laughs> at him and smashes it on the walls it's like so funny it's uh pretty awesome it's like it's a long like destruction sequence of Huge. an um and uh then she ends up knocking him out by throwing something at him and he you know and then she rushes over to him and realizes she's totally fucked up and she's like i I, turns out i am in love with you yep um and kisses uh, him and then kisses him and then she performs a song too she performs what the song does she perform uh, you can do no wrong, yes. uh-huh. which was like a really. It's basically just her, you know, cradling him and singing to him. Yeah, and then you know, it's a good. It's a you know, Judy ballad. Yeah, it's 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 nice. kind of hot. It's cute. Yeah, I feel like cute. and it's, it's stuff like that where I'm like, well, you know, again, it's like, well, 
I would have loved to have seen the voodoo number because some of these songs, some of these moments seem quite suggestive and then other ones mm-hmm. don't. And so it, that's where it just feels disjointed because this is so like, it's kind of hot, you know, but like, yeah. it, but then it just goes nowhere. Like it doesn't, yeah. it, they split up again and it's just very, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. So while this is all happening, what hap- uh, so while this all is happening, Don Pedro is like, my fiance is being stolen out from underneath me, so he has to figure out a way to get rid of Seraphin. Mm-hmm. So he's like, wait a tick. Makoko got a price, got a reward for his capture, and to be, so he could be put to death. Yeah. And if this guy's saying he's Makoko, who am I to object? So he goes to the he goes to the uh, like the. Um, Thingamajiggy. Viceroy, I believe. Viceroy. Sure. Let's call him a Viceroy. (laughs) Um, (laughs) She, he goes to the Viceroy and he's like, I got my cocoa girl. Why didn't you come to this village and I'll like turn him in for you. And so he does. And then they're, they, they arrest, they arrest Seraphin as Mm -hmm. Makoko and they, they end up, they're going to put him to death. And of course, Seraphin being the trickster that he is, is like one last request, one dying man's request. You have must fulfill it. And they are like, fine, sure, whatever. Um, and he's like, I want to do one more show. You know, I got to do a mm-hmm. show because, you know, he's an actor. Needs to have the, needs to have the, the lights on, all eyes on that's me, right. baby. So that's when he uses, he uses that as a guise to like pull, um, his hypnosis trick to tr- and he uses it to try and get Don Pedro to admit that he's Makoko. Um, but he gets foiled by, um, Inez smashes the mirror thing. Yeah. And, um, then Manuela just pretends that she's in a trance and praises uh, Seraphin for all of Makoko's deeds mm-hmm. and it, saying how he's a wonderful man and you know and then kind of like pokes fun at the Don Pedro, which eventually drives Don Pedro into a rage where he admits his real identity that he is Makoko. He gets arrested and then it's sort of like there's this amazing like a transition number where the screen goes really close on Gene Kelly and then it becomes yeah. that kind of like a, a like a faux flash forward into yes. the fact that um manuela has run off to the circus with seraphin and then they are performing the last closing number which is the be a clown number which yeah. was a reprise from earlier where they did be a clown during the final performance in air quotes um with gene kelly and the nicholas brothers that's right yeah which was such a cool number it was such a cool number and also um uh, what I thought was interesting, well, the whole thing of like she finds out that um, she makes the connection yes. that um, that the mayor is Makoko because they bring this like thing of jewels that they are saying belong to Makoko, and um, it, like when they open it up, there's a bracelet in there that looks exactly like her ring, and she's mm-hmm. realizing like, wait a minute, these didn't come from Seraphim. This is this came from. Um, you know the mayor and Don so Pedro, from Don yeah. Pedro. So then, the, like she makes the connection like silently, like in her mind. You and you see it all happen, but it's yeah, it's very clear. Yeah. And that jewelry, though, that jewelry. I mean, was, I mean, apparent. I apparently the pi- apparently Makoko was exclusively pillaging boats full of drag queens because that yes. jewelry was pretty ornate, ostentatious. <laughs> 
Yes. And we're at, we're He's not like, mad at that, y'all. We are no, not mad I mean, at if that. If you're gonna have a if you're gonna have a chest full of jewelry, it better be drag queen jewelry because that's please. the way to go. Yeah, that's an investment that's, in jewels by the pound. That stuff o- that stuff only increases in value. Yep. <laughs> that's there's some weight on it. Yeah, you can't get acrylic <laughs> like that everywhere. Uh huh. <laughs> <laughs> only at the select finest retailers. Um. My God, yeah. So this this movie was so that's sort of like the the nuts and bolts yeah. of this film. But like this, oh my God, there's so much good stuff in this. There movie. really they is. Just, they are bringing the looks. So thing. much bringing the looks, and I feel like there there definitely was. Um, you know, we've talked about this with like Marie Antoinette. Like, I think this is definitely one of those movies where it seems like people like legit did some research. You know, and. Um, yeah. I mean, it was stylized, um, and it was very MGM, but they, I think that there was, there were a lot of things where they really, they, you know, they really tried, I feel like they did their homework at least historically in capturing certain things about looks and silhouettes that, um, uh, that really captured the period. 1830, the 1830s or 1820s and 30s is a wackadoo, weird, very whimsical, but very not, uh, not always flattering. Just just unusual looking time period, mm-hmm. at least to our modern eye. And not a lot of uh, movies and plays and things take place in that time period. It can be a little tough. Um, yeah. But then there are other movies and things that have done it, and they've worked marvelously. Um, but this, I feel like, and they do that in this movie too. Like those those giant gigo sleeves and the off the shoulder, and like just uh, there there and the weird like the the hair that kind of goes up and all over the place. Like these are all kind of unusual looks that people don't always. Uh, want to do for film yeah. um, and, and they went there and they did it and yeah. I thought they did a great job and again um, hats off to Auntie Inez because she is slaying uh, it she is she the was, unsung hero uh, of glamour and fashion in this movie as far as I'm her concerned her and Capucho baby <laughs> yes Cap- Capucho is serving uh, it he's like Capucho purple stripes and purple win. stripes and a little more purple stripes and a cigar oh my god okay, well, what was so interesting I thought about this I, it was so interesting I was looking at the um men's clothing in this movie oh they're too. they're and fabulous the puff sleeves yeah it's, it's interesting yeah. for men too like this whole time not just for women but for men as well like it was very dan this was like the height of the dandy and like even when yeah. that guy remember when he does his like the mare when he, he, he does his little, <laughs> weird foot, his little weird foot shuffle thing which everybody looks at they're like okay but that is like but so it, perfect it's funny because it's like when you think about it, you're like he is clearly pretending to be a rich yes. man. Yeah. So some he's and you know he's rich because he's literally been stealing for the last twenty yeah. years, like all this gold yep. and stuff. So he would just he would only know the stereotypical things. Bourgeoisie. Of a rich man. So that's sort of like where he like takes a woman's hand and he bows and does the little like foot twirl. <laughs> it's sort of like it makes perfect sense. But yep. I was interesting about the men's clothing too. Is it so cool? because I thought that the collars it's like all the lapels were super exaggerated Mm -hmm. but they cut they also if you notice they cut all of the 
collars, the notched collar and lapels all in one piece. Yes. It's not like, because usually in a men's jacket, it's the lapel and then the collar is seamed in mm-hmm. separately. And what the, they did is they cut it all in one piece so they could get the stripes to go. They didn't have to worry about stri- stripe matching and it's mitered at the center back yep. of the neck. And I thought that was really cool way of doing it. And I don't know, I don't know if it was like they were doing that per, for a historical reason or if they were doing it for an aesthetics reason or if maybe they weren't, maybe the designer wasn't even like fully aware of how jackets were made or something. Yeah, I don't know. That's it's a good almost question. like there's something so interesting. I feel like there's, it's almost like there's something interesting about designers who don't do the full deep dive historical stuff, mm-hmm. the historical like it's almost like the way I design where I literally do surface style. Like I do like the enough research just to get the aesthetics of it. And then I just kind of like wing it. Yeah. And then you kind of get this weird, like cartoonish quality where it's like not really, it's not really historically, historically accurate. Mm-hmm. It's like his, it's like historic, Goal-esque in a way and I <laughs> yeah. think that that's what's kind of that's what's kind of happening in this movie it's historical-esque and it's and it works in a way because it because it's such an over-the-top movie and it's over the top in like the colors and then all the like the acting and the the way that they the just the whole movie as a whole it's so over the top and I think that that sort of like kind of exaggerated history in the clothing makes it work even better oh yeah absolutely because if it was because if you imagine now imagine like all the historical all the pains taken of a historical movie or of a period film that they do nowadays and then imagine them doing like a, like a broad musical comedy with that historical stuff it just wouldn't work oh yeah you know, it for just sure. wouldn't it just you'd be like what are they doing like it would just be so weird right well so i mean that's why you I could even look at something like sense. hamilton is like that in a lot of ways it's like there's a lot of cuts but they're really trying to you know like they're really trying to emulate certain silhouettes and then that certain palette and textures and things like that to really tell the story and i think yeah. that um like um but also to you know and and even with this movie like i i i think it's great yeah like i love that they really it it, it is like a living cartoon and mm-hmm. um and, and yeah like uh that's why well, like i concluded that like i have a little judy montage but like i i read that like that little first outfit that she wears it's almost like a cotton print like a calico print but with the big sleeves yeah. and then the little plaid hat that's like directly taken from um from a print from that time period. And I love that, but I love their interpretation of it. I mean, it, it looks like it, but it doesn't, you know, and it, it really is like very, um, like, like you said, it's like they, it, it, it's probably not perfect to every seam or whatever cut is in it, but they, they captured like the general silhouette and the flavor of everything. And then they, it's up there and it looks amazing. Even down to the necklace and stuff. It just, it works. It works beautifully. It's so interesting because it's like what you think that they would have done because they would have had like a basic sloper for Judy's body. Yep. That would have been, which would have been a 1948 cut. Mm-hmm. And then they literally are just like, okay, well, we have to make giant gigo sleeves. Yep. But they probably wouldn't even have had like a legit pattern for a gigo sleeve. So they would have just like slashed and spread. Exactly. And just made it Yeah. Work. And then her bodice and then, is like a 1948 know. bodice that they're putting those. Yeah. Feet. Like it's going to be that fit and balance for her. And um, yeah. and then also it looks like traditional musical to, bodice yeah. like that is like yeah. that is the quintessential bodice for like everything and it like you do kind of all time periods with that you know it's just like 
it's that bot that parrot that body that front and back body mm-hmm. and then you just would bone it and then they can change the shape of the skirt or the treatment of the skirt like she's got things with cartridge pleating and you know and like different uh, smocking and stuff like that but like the bodice part of it that core part of it kind of stays the same in her and yeah. her and it's beautiful i mean it, it's so music that's like so musical theater that that's what makes yes. it that like theatrical part of it but then yeah like you know the embellishments the embellishments on this and the detail <laughs> is amazing i mean uh, and then their hair day. like oh my gosh the hair with like the draped jewelry and then the jewelry I mean, is you know it was gorgeous and it's minelli I mean, it's just fucking minelli through and through well, that but attention you, but, to detail yeah but you know that that hair though that's sydney Gileroff. is it our boy is that, oh back. my god yeah, yeah. like it is exquisite always, yeah, exquisite since we yes yeah, since we started this podcast i've been paying attention to this the hair and stuff because it's nine times out of ten if it's an mgm it's sydney you're like I'm, I'm watching like, oh. you I'm watching yeah, you. I'm, I got, I'm, I got, I got you. My eyes on you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's, so. but it's so, but it, I love it. Like, and even to what you're saying, it's like, who knows if that's exactly how it was in the 1830s, but he is capturing like that silhouette, especially like her wedding, like, like mm-hmm. the, the wedding hair with like the, like the, it was like wired bows that were in her hair. And then with like the, almost like the mantilla bridal veil over it. Oh my God, so it was so cool. cool. And like, but it really captured that look and shape of like, um, like an etching from the 1830s. She looked yeah. like something out of like a car, like again, like a cartoon. And it was so gorgeous. Wow. She looked, and her, that face, what a face. That like, oh my God, like that uh, pleated just, tiered yeah. lace though too around her shoulders. Oh my uh, God. He's so just, beautiful. And then it was just uh, like, you, you know, we were talking about like the little, like sort of like the Van Dyke points all around her neckline combined with the, mm-hmm. you know, the smocking and the ruching and, and it's just like layers and layers and then the puff sleeves and, oh, it was gorgeous. Yeah. So beautiful. So and and then I and then everything's it cuts off at the ankle. And then there's these cute yep. little adorable like tights and little and little ballet shoes. Everybody had these so cute flats. That's beautiful. I just wanna I, I wanna wear it. flat like I love that silhouette. I love that like full skirt with like where you can see a little bit of leg and then you have your flats. It's just the best. Mm. It's like it's like a it's whimsy every day. <laughs> just like it's that. like in case you just want to break out into a musical number at any point, I'm ready. I'm ready. I've got my kid on. <laughs> exactly. Uh, good to go. I'm good to go. Um, oh my god! But remember, there was the there. So remember when Seraphin was gonna um, right before he did the light tightrope walking, mm-hmm. he was wearing that like um, Harlequin like burgundy. And oh my gosh, number, so good! Uh, that big giant like Spanish style hat. Yes. I only wore it for like a hot second because then he took the tunic off and then he had that underneath it was that beautiful and he got sexier <laughs> just because when he was like in his like faux pirate yes guard, and it had that shirt with the with the wide collar and then there's like spray of like i don't know if those were if it was beaded or not because i'm like i'm doing beads uh, yeah well it looked yeah like soutache or soutache or embroidery was, or something it was like a uh, sunburst in the front and the back so like it was and it was it's so flattering on his body because it like widened his chest and made his waist and then like the the high cut pants and then the cut I mean, of the those neck are like some high pants. They, they were high but like they made his waist look small and his chest look wide and mm-hmm. he looked again he he looked like a cartoon he just he looked like like not even real and with his yes. weird jaunty mustache mm-hmm. <laughs> the only thing i did have a problem in this movie with it was his hair 
Yeah. Because it was long on the sides. Yeah. So whenever, so whenever he danced, so it like he would dance and then the last, he would always do that last move where it would be the hold at the end. Yeah, and it was gone. His hair would always be sticking out at the side and he'd have, and it'd make him look like he had that like quirky, quirky Sherwood bowl cut from Waiting for Guffman. (laughs) I know, and you're (laughs) like, ooh, okay. You're like, ooh. They didn't have gel back No, then. they didn't. Let's, let's, yes. It, or it's like, it's like, I think, I think all they had was like, like wax to put their hair it back. Like, it was not a good look to have that like fluffy ball thing. I was like, every single, like now that you, now that you know about it, you'll never yeah. be able to not see you it. You can't unsee, but you know what? Yeah, it's still good looking. Still hot. I know. It's so cute. So good. So beautiful. He's so beautiful, beautiful in this musical. <laughs> Oh, man. oh yeah, we have to talk about the Nicholas brothers real quick because he they Oh are that amazing. was that was amazing. Uh, so and amazing. I really loved like um you you consistently saw his troupe, his acting troupe. Yes. And it was like it was the Nicholas brothers, but then there were a couple like a bunch of other dudes and they were all different shapes, sizes, colors. And their they, but their costumes were amazing. Amazing costumes. Oh, and, and then oh seeing God. them as a group, like their sort of group palette was just be again, the costuming was amazing. Like just everything was so well thought out. Nothing The circus costumes were like super in, yes. super like weirdly like imaginative and almost like surreal. I, I almost want to really say that like cool. the costuming was probably the most cohesive piece of this movie. <laughs> <laughs> it really, really was because everything else got so cut and edited and everything yeah. else. But I think the one thing that sort of was able to, in its own small way and secretly remain consistent, were the costumes. Because yeah. they, you know, the color palette maintained and the silhouette and all of that, you know, stayed. Because everybody looked, that that was probably the most fluid part of this movie. And I, yes. and I actually really love this movie. Uh, this is not to yeah. shit talk. Like, we're... The all critic all critiques aside, I think that if you understand when this movie and how this movie was made, I mean, you, I have a lot of respect for it, and it was ahead of its time. But yeah, the totally. co- costume porn—it's total costume porn. To- I think I it's fantastic, fantabulous, and very inspiring. Like I, I wow. really am very inspired by a lot of the looks in this movie. I love that. Yeah. Also, I do want to say, going back to the Nicholas mm-hmm. Brothers dance number. When oh, did right. The Sorry. The ending was really amazing because the Nicholas Brothers then ended up do- doffing their caps to the audience. Yes. But they had little teeny tiny caps. I, okay. Caps. I, so I love this bit. <laughs> I love this bit so much. It made me laugh so much. So much. Yeah. I, why, why, why have I not seen this more? Why don't people do this more? Also, you could have done that one more time and it would have been a thimble. Just a little uh, thimble, you, like spirit gum on John Talese. <laughs> Spirit gum down to your forehead, and I would have it would have crushed. All right, I'm just saying, but that was fantastic. Yes, thank you for bringing that up. That was. <laughs> but so I, I, yeah, and I love their bit, and um, and I thought that uh, yeah, I, I, I really loved like I, I felt like yeah, that's that's the thing about this movie, man. Like, there's so many bits of it where you're just like, you you can see where it's going somewhere. You can see where it's doing yeah. something, and then it kind of goes off in another way where you're just like, okay, all right. I guess. 
Vincent Minnelli, you know. How I he know. Does. He, he gets a little bit weird. He does, sometimes. but you know, but he he can do a good thing. I mean, like Gigi coming. I mean, come on. Gigi was amazing. Like Gigi was amazing. You know, but I mean, he's got big know, dreams. Is, he's got champagne yes, dreams. He dreams. He does dream big. Like I think, like he 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 swings for the fences, and yeah. sometimes he knocks him out of the park with like Gigi and um, Meet Me in St. Louis. Yes, and then other times he swings for the fences and he gives you these strange gems where you're like this movie and on a clear day you can see forever they're both amazing movies but they're just odd odd. in a way that you almost grow affection for them because of how odd they are which i cannot cannot recommend enough yes yes like thank you embrace the oddity Mm -hmm. yes that's exactly where embrace the oddity and i feel like with this movie you just have to embrace it there's also you you kind of have to embrace the tragedy. I, I'm sorry, mm-hmm. but there is that sort of overall vibe. I think when, I think for me, like this was really. I have to be honest. This was like the first time I really saw Judy Garland, and I was where I was like, oh, I don't know. Like something just mm-hmm. didn't feel right watching her. And and I know yeah, like I haven't man. watched like summer. I haven't watched a lot of other movies where people say she seems like this. I haven't watched those since I was a kid. But I'm I'm thinking like like even her earlier but like yeah a lot of her earlier movies i'm kind of reminding and thinking of and like this yeah this is like the first time i've really like or i'm like this doesn't feel right like watching her right now doesn't feel yeah this is the one where you start to see a little bit of manicness happening where you're like um yeah she's a little off unhinged at points which is tough to it's tough to watch because she's such an amazing oh my god she's She's so so amazing she's so so amazing i i and i love her earlier stuff like actually one of my favorite movies she ever did was this little movie called the clock and it was about oh, New York. I, that's a good one. Oh my I god, it'll make you I weep. It'll make you watch weep. That one. It is so good. It is so yeah, it's just so good. But yeah, I um I, I, I love her and I love her I love her kids. I love her daughters. I both of them. I just <laughs> I do. I love them all and I get them. I really do because I think that, you know, the I, I understand their whole thing of sort of living with a mom, single mom with who's, you know, kind of brilliant and amazing and not always all all there but you know like and and i i i think that they all turned out really great and yeah um so yeah i just and i'm glad we're like this is our first journey movie so it's like it's sort of a it's like with mixed feelings i guess but at the same time this movie is really great and, and beautiful she she does look very beautiful and Oh my gosh, she looks. Uh, yeah. yeah, I mean Vincent Minnelli knows and how to film. Yes, her yeah, and and her her looks. costumes are just so cute. She really does look like the 1830s ideal, just as tiny as you can be, and with those little you know tiny hands and feet, and <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> and she's and like her little ankle length skirts. She looks so cute, so so cute. Yeah. Um, uh, but everybody does too, and I love like all the head wraps everybody was wearing. And the big hoop earrings and the... I gotta get me a head wrap. So cool. It was just, yeah. I mean, seriously, this movie was ahead of its time. And I think it is sort of um, unsung in how great it is costuming-wise. It's it's Mm -hmm. very inspiring. And just, I love the movement. Like, it's like people are in these costumes and then they start dancing. And then you really see how amazing the costumes are. Yeah. And so... They're pretty Yeah. But, oh my God, who... 
did Gene Kelly have a have a pants person, a pants man, pants lady? <laughs> His pants are divine, just divine. Look at that behind, ladies and gentlemen. Seriously, seriously. Wow. I mean, oh, no, I'm just goodness. saying. Like, look, I fit clothes for a living. I'm just saying they fit so good, so good, so good. Yeah, I mean, you barely see package, but his ass looks amazing. This is how all pants should fit. All pants should fit this way for everybody. (laughs) Minimal package, nice ass. You've heard it from the horse's mouth here, ladies and gentlemen. Oh my god! Well, oh, I hope I don't have to do a corrections corner for any of this. uh, Is there anything that we didn't cover on this? Um, I feel like we got it all. I feel like we did. I just, I just remember reading like just different tidbits that were like, I don't even know. Cause they're not really costuming wise. It was just more about like Judy Garland. Like, you know, she missed 99 of the 135 shooting days due to illness. You know, yeah. she smoked four packs of cigarettes a day um, during the filming, which I can't even imagine. Oh my God. I really can't. I mean, and she sang That's... like that. I just, yeah. And she's four eleven. She's yeah. so tiny. So many cigarettes. I don't. I don't get it. But these have, <laughs> the, you know, this has nothing to do with the costuming part. But yeah, yeah. there is just more around that. But I just, I feel like, do we? T- it's like we're, you know, do we talk about this? I mean, because to me, it's like it, it's sort of dishy. But at the same time, like I have so much empathy. And, and, mm-hmm. and I, I love Judy Garland so much. And so, and I think this is something like we love the Hollywood machine in the sense of like, we love these movies and we love all these things, but I think it's, it's, it's perfectly okay for us to recognize like the, the amount of sacrifice, the fucked up sacrifice that people oh, yeah. had to make. And Judy Garland is, I would say in some ways, <laughs> patient zero for, well, and there are other people too, but, but she really was, I mean, to the point where it's like Gene Kelly was known for being such a taskmaster and very strict, but it sounds like everything I've read was that he was really good and kind with her because she was, she kind of gave him his first big break. Like, like they were in their first, like their first big movie together. And I had read that like, yeah. she kind of taught him like how to kiss on camera, how to do these things and like taught him all sort of the ropes on like how to do these things. And, and, and he knew like he was very good and patient with her when he's normally yeah. not like that because everybody knew, everybody knew that she was overworked and overwrought. Oh God, yeah. And so, I mean, you know, yeah. you just, all you have to do is read. There was the biography that you would let me borrow of her. Oh yeah. Upon her. And I was like, after reading that, just reading like very, like minimal amounts of that, of that book. And you're like, yeah, it was not a good scene. It like wasn't her life. Her life was just, she just never stood a chance, no. which is a bummer, you know, that's, you know, and you can't, you know, it's like it's a bit of a it's just a shame that she kind of was such a talented, talented girl. Like she was a girl, like mm-hmm. literally a child. She was such a child. And like there just didn't seem like anybody was really on her side, yeah. like looking out for her. It was more or less like how much money can we get from what we have, which is her. Yep. You know, it was like every they, everyone treated her like they treated her like a product yep. and it, it wasn't fair. And, and we've know? seen this time and time again with other people and other celebrities and stuff. It's happened through the years and there's been laws that have been thankfully put into place so that children don't get completely robbed by their own parents, by the money that they mm-hmm. themselves make. This doesn't happen, but it's still not enough. And, um, yeah. you know, I, I think that 
yeah so um but 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 again this is <laughs> This is a really great movie. So we, we have really we, we sidebar because we love her we love her dearly and everything that she does, um, and and all these people involved. But um, but yeah, this this movie is really great and it should be given a chance. We highly recommend you watching it um, and also watching. Mm-hmm. Um, I agree. There there's a great little. Um, I found it on YouTube. It's like 18 minutes long. Um, it's called The Pirate, A Musical Treasure. It was made in 2007. I highly recommend watching it. And it, it, gave, it gives you a really great, uh, like, um, sort of like, I guess, high-level context, sort of what was yeah. going on at that time with the movie. Um, there's even little clips and, like, interviews with um, Eliza and just other historians and um, even one of the Nicholas brothers who uh, performed yeah. with, um, with it. And Gene Kelly's wife, which, okay, um, how old is she and what? I need she to read looks in that. But, yes. but she also was very was well informed about his life. She, looks, she looked, yeah. yeah. So uh, highly recommend watching that as a companion. And also... If you can, uh, you can you can also find the voodoo song sang by Judy Garland on YouTube. I highly recommend giving that a listen as well. Um, once you've watched the movie and and just sort of read about it, it, gives you a little bit more context. But it's really a great little sort of rabbit hole to go down um, with this film, oh, yeah. and I enjoyed it very much. Agreed. Yep. <laughs> okay. Well, that's it. <laughs> with all that said, we're gonna. Slip slide right into shameless plug. La 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 shameless plug. Okay, so you can hit us up on the all social media: Instagram, Old Hollywood Realness, Twitter, OHR Podcast, Facebook, Old Hollywood Realness. You can check out the website where we're going to be posting the photo montages. Yes. Um, oldhollywoodrealness.com. We'll have um. I'm, we'll pr- I'll probably be putting the po- the link for the, uh, the YouTube videos on, on the Facebook page. Oh, that would be, be cool. great. Um, yeah, totally. And um, then you can also email us all your, you know, thoughts, stories, thoughts and prayers, baby. We love, them, <laughs> love them in the inbox. Um, oldhollywoodrealness at gmail.com. Um, Got to thank Hal Lublin for giving us the vocal talents mm-hmm. for the opening of the podcast. Um and let's see. Uh, thanks for listening, you guys. Can't wait. You guys should rate, review, and subscribe over on iTunes or Apple Podcasts or whatever they're calling it these days. I'd love to see more positive reviews over there. <laughs> Let us know you like what we're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, and that's pretty much it. Talk to you next time. Thanks for listening to OHR. <laughs> oh. Bye.